Trumpets shout salvation, for the victory of our mighty King. Rejoice and sing now all around earth, bright with a glorious splendor, for darkness has been vanquished by our eternal Rejoice and be glad now, Mother Church, and let your holy courts in radiant light resound with the praises of your people. All you who stand near this marvelous and holy flame Pray with me to God the Almighty for the grace to sing the worthy praise of this great light. Through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and good always and everywhere with our whole heart and mind and voice to praise you, the invisible, almighty, and ever-eternal God and your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who at the feast of the Passover paid for us the debt of Adam's sin, and by his blood delivered your faithful people. This is the night when you brought our fathers and mothers the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt and led them through the Red Sea on dry land. This is the night when all who believe in Christ are delivered from gloom of sin and are restored to grace 
and holiness of life. This is the night when Christ broke the bonds of death and hell and rose victorious from the grave. How wonderful and beyond our knowing, O God, is your mercy and loving kindness to us that to redeem a slave you gave a son. How holy is this night when wickedness is put to flight and sin is washed away. It restores innocence to the fallen and joy to those who mourn. It casts out pride and hatred and brings peace and concord. How blessed is this night when earth and heaven are joined and man is reconciled to God. Holy Father, accept our evening sacrifice, the offering of this candle in your honor. May it shine continually to drive away all darkness. May Christ, the morning star who knows no setting, find it ever burning. He who gives his light to all creation and who lives and reigns forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the water. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky. 
And there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, and you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that everything he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. O God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
A second reading from the book of Genesis. Then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and its mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and its mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the air also, male and female, to keep their kind alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened. The rain fell on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah with his sons, Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons entered the ark. They and every wild animal of every kind, and all domestic animals of every kind, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every bird of every kind, every bird, every winged creature. They went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all, the f all flesh in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued for 40 days on the earth, and the waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters swelled and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent out the raven. And it went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent out the dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set its foot, and it returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took it and brought it into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent out the dove from the ark, and the dove came back to him in the evening, and there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent out the dove, and it did not return to him any more. In the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and saw that the face of the ground was drying. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons, and your sons' wives with you. 
Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have placed in the skies the sign of your covenant with all living things. Grant that we, who are saved through the water and the spirit, may worthily offer to you our sacrifice of thanksgiving through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our third reading is from the book of Exodus. As Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked back, and there were the Egyptians advancing on them. In great fear, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, 
Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone and let us serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians, whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to keep still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. But you lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the Israelites may go into the sea on dry ground. Then I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And so I will gain glory for myself over Pharaoh and all his army, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained glory for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his drivers. The angel of God, who was going before the Israelite army, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness, and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of the Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord, in the pillar of fire and cloud, looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. He clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at dawn the sea returned to its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. 
Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and his servant Moses. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. The word of the Lord. sign for us of the salvation of all nations by the water of baptism. Grant that all the peoples of the earth may be numbered among the offspring of Abraham and rejoice in the inheritance of Israel. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our fourth reading from the book of Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts, Come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make you with I, I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, 
for he has glorified you. See the Lord, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not sure, not sure your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. ancient people by a pillar of cloud, by day and a pillar of fire by night. Grant that we who serve you now on earth may come to the joy of that heavenly Jerusalem where all tears are wiped away and where your saints forever sing your praise through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all round them. There were very many lying in the valley, 
and they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, can these bones live? I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise and a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortal, and say to the breath, this says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy, and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Almighty God, by the Passover of your Son, you have brought us out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. Grant to those who are sealed by your Holy Spirit the will and the power to proclaim you to all the world through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. I present Tyler to receive the sacrament of baptism. Tyler, do you desire to be baptized? I do. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? I do. Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this person in his life in Christ? We will. I think we need to try that again. I didn't hear much from the uh, nave this time, so let's try that. Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this person in, Christ, in his life in Christ. We will. Much better. Let us then join with Tyler, who is committing himself to Christ, and renew our own baptismal covenant. Please stand. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son of God. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the born of the Virgin Mary. He, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, and in the prayers? I will, with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. I will, with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will, with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will, with God's help. 
Let us now pray for Tyler, who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver him, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world in witness of your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Let us join in singing hymn 297, found in the blue hymnals in the prayer book rack. Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, 
now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised him to the new life of grace. Sustain him, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give him an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the spirit of joy and wonder to all your works. Amen. Amen. Tyler. By the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Amen. Together, let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us his eternal priesthood. Amen. renewed our own baptismal vows and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember your baptism. Alleluia! Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia!
Let us pray. Almighty God, who for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of your enemy, grant us so to die daily to sin, that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the reading and may blow out your candles if you wish. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew glory to you Lord Christ after the Sabbath as the first day of the week was dawning Mary Magdalene and the other Mary 
went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. seated. There's an interesting fact about Matthew's gospel. He doesn't tell us why the women are going to the tomb. Most of us, because we know the other gospels, have filled in that space. They were bringing spices to prepare Jesus' body for his long slumber of death but not in Matthew. He leaves us asking the question, why is it that they chose to wake early that morning to go to the tomb? If not to prepare the body, then why? Now, I found it interesting that there were several commentaries on this very question that I came across this week, and none of them really satisfied anything that seemed realistic to me. I think the answer is quite simple. They went to the tomb that early Easter morning for the same reason we all go back to the grave of a loved one soon after the funeral. Just like anyone who has experienced the sudden loss of someone we love, those women going to the tomb that morning had truly been traumatized by Jesus' sudden death. 
I can only imagine ever the 24 hours or so since he had been laid in the tomb. They, like the disciples and all his followers, were sitting there doing what we do naturally, processing, feeling engulfed in the numbness that early grief brings on. There is an interesting fact about the human body that when confronted with great loss and trauma, we shut down. Our brains and our body can only handle so much at one time. And as a natural mechanism, we take in and process loss bit by bit by bit. I can imagine when they woke up that morning in that state of profound grief and loss, they, like so many of us who have been there, wake up wondering, was it real? Or was it a nightmare? I can only imagine them saying to themselves, It had to be a nightmare. It couldn't be real that one who brought forth and talked about so much in regards to love and care for each other, forgiveness and mercy, could somehow find himself being arrested for insurrection that somehow his message of a loving God could set the authorities on end and make them feel threatened. I can only imagine that they, like so many of us, the morning after 9-11, still in shock, kept saying it had to be a dream. It could not have been real. And perhaps this is why they found themselves up that morning, almost as if on autopilot, heading towards the tomb to come to accept, to confirm what they didn't really want to believe that Jesus of Nazareth, their rabbi, their teacher, their hope, was truly dead. But the earth shook, just like it had done the Friday before. On Friday, the earth shook, and darkness covered the land at the moment of his death, almost as if evil were celebrating what it thought to be victory. Almost as if the darkness that covered this world in the beginning had reclaimed it once again. But that, if it was the case, was not true. 
for the earth lay in wait and the earth shook again and lightning descended and the rock pushed forth and from the tomb where death once lay new life pushed forth new reality the renewal of humanity the first Adam now replaced with the new life of the second Adam and from that rock spewed forth for the first time a renewal and a fulfillment of God's grace, God's love, and God's salvation for this world. That is why the earth shook as the earth opened itself up and hope was restored and Jesus was returned to life. But that's not where our story ends. It doesn't simply end with a risen Christ and women going to tell the disciples that Jesus has risen. The story tonight ends with the words, Go. Go to Galilee, the angel tells him. That is where you will find Jesus. That is where you will find the power of the Holy Spirit and this renewal of this earth will begin and continue again. That is where the disciples, Matthew tells us, will experience not just the Jesus they knew, but they will experience the resurrected Christ itself. And throughout the weeks to come, we will too experience Jesus. For the resurrected Christ isn't only experienced in Galilee. He is experienced by the disciples in the upper room that night, according to John. He is experienced in the breaking of bread at a stop along the road to Emmaus. He is discovered in the sharing of breakfast with the disciples on the shores of Galilee. And he is continued to be known and experienced through the community of faith, the body of Christ, the church. This Luke will testify to in his book of Acts. For even when the Christ ascends into the heavens, the power of Christ remains. 
On Thursday evening, Father Rafino talked about the words of Teilhard de Chardins and his statement that if we can harness the energy of love, now, I know many of you have heard this because you remember it from our presiding bishop as he preached at the royal wedding of the marriage of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. If we can harness the energy of love, we will see a transformation of this earth as great as that of the harnessing of the energy of fire itself. We know how to harness that energy. For Jesus has shown us how to do that. We know how to harness that energy. For the early church, through Peter and Paul, have shown us how to do that. We know how to harness that energy. Because Christ showed us that in the breaking of bread and through the power of the gathered community. On this day, the earth shook. The rock rolled away. And a new energy an energy of transformation, an energy of life, an energy of hope, an energy of light spewed forth from that tomb. That energy is the divine power of God's love for each and every one of us. Amen. In the joy of the resurrection, we offer our prayers to the Father, who raised his son from the grave, and through that victory offers all of us the hope of eternal life. The world bombards us with stories that instill anxiety and despair. But in the emptiness of one tomb, you have overwhelmed us with the hope and promise. Gracious God, fill us with the joy of Christ's glorious and life-giving resurrection. Alleluia, hear our prayer. Since the surprise of the empty tomb, the news of Christ's resurrection has spread far and wide. This evening, we pray for churches that are isolated or persecuted, for churches suffering from stagnation or decline, and churches everywhere that yearn to proclaim your gospel. Loving Father, grant your holy church fresh strength in the good news of Easter. Alleluia, hear our prayer. The first apostles honored the resurrected Christ by sharing all they had with those in need. Merciful God, Help us here at St. Peter's by the sea respond to all who go hungry or lack shelter. Bless the ministry of our community market and make us conduits of your mercy and grace. Alleluia, hear our prayer. The resurrection proved once and for all 
that violence cannot stand against the power of your love. This evening we pray for all those living in the shadow of war or oppression. Grant them trust that you have not caused their suffering, faith that you can pour light into their darkness, and peace that they may experience the life you desire. Alleluia, hear our prayer. In life, Jesus brought comfort and healing to those who suffered from sickness and disease. Pour out your compassion, Lord God, on all those from our community who are ill or infirm and those who care for them, that they may be strengthened by your constant presence. Alleluia, hear our prayer. The resurrection of Christ offers us hope that death is not the end, either of Jesus' story or of ours. Enfold all those who have gone before us in death with mighty power of his resurrection, that they will be raised on the last day. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. We lift all these prayers to you, our life-giving God. Through the victory of your Son, Jesus Christ, may he live in us that we would always live in you. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. A warm welcome again to everyone for being with us this evening. It is a joy to celebrate this great feast with all of you. If you are visiting St. Peter's for the first time or for the first time in a long time, please take a moment, fill out the visitor card in the pew pocket just in front of you and put it in the offering plate along with your evening's offering. I also want to offer great thanks to Beth Clark and her minions for decorating the church so beautifully once again this year and to everyone who helped with donations towards music and flowers. That list is in your bulletins. Please take that home and read through it. And also a great thank you to Tony, our choir this evening, and our musicians for making this service so amazing. And I know tomorrow will be just as amazing. So it's great to see everyone, and thank you for being here. No pressure. <laughs> And as with that note, um, from Ron Cowie, our senior warden and sound executive, um, a reminder that this service is being recorded. If you have friends or family who cannot make it here or to church this evening or tomorrow, simply log on to our website and go into our podcasting site, and you will find this service either sometime tomorrow or at the latest Monday morning. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it every night. So by tomorrow morning, it'll be available. So please let friends and family know. So on that note, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High.
and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. And gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. Let the last day bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of Christ.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our God. Amen. May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us his children through the resurrection of his Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of his blessing. Amen. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into new life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. May God, who has brought us out of bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance. Amen. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 207.
Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Thank you.